Did you know that the jarabe became part of flamenco in 19th century? Yes, similar to what happened with the petenera, the jarabe was another music that arrived in Spain from Mexico and it was danced and sung by flamenco artists for a while. In this episode, we will review the path that the jarabe traveled in its flamenco journey and we will listen to some of its forgotten sounds, both in Spain and in Mexico. I hope you'll enjoy it. Sounds that once were listened. Sounds that once were enjoyed. Sounds that once were danced. Sounds relegated to oblivion. And yet, there is still something we can do for them. Let us summon them. Let us summon them. Welcome to the podcast Forgotten Sounds of Flamenco. My name is Jose Miguel Hernandez Jaramillo and I invite you to enroll in this journey through the sounds, stories, spaces and people that were part of the 19th century flamenco. Hi friends, how are you? I hope you are very well. First of all, thank you very much for the audience of the first episode of this podcast. I am very surprised for the number of listeners and the comments that you have sent to me. Thanks very much. You can find a new episode of this podcast every other Friday. Remember that you can subscribe to this podcast on leading platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Ebox, Amazon Music, among others. You can also listen and watch each episode on the YouTube channel Sonidos Olvidados en No Musicología Creativa. And if you like it, please share it on your social media. Word of mouth continues to work even though it is now digital. In the first episode, we went on this imaginary journey to Mexican lands. In this second episode, I will talk about another piece of music from Mexico that became part of flamenco, at least during the 19th century. I am referring to the jarabe, whose research I have also dedicated some years. In my PhD dissertation in ethnomusicology at the Faculty of Music of the UNAM, I studied the transatlantic musical system composed at least by the jarabe, the jarocho zapateado, the Cuban zapateo, the Cuban punto, the Cuban guajira and our flamenco guajira. Although we could also include in this musical system musics from other American countries, such as Torbellinos from Colombia, etc. I am not going to talk now about this musical system and the similarities between all these musics. Maybe I will talk about it in another episode, but now I am going to focus on the jarabe and its close link with flamenco. First of all, you probably don't know what a jarabe is. Jarabe is a Mexican dance at least since the end of the 18th century. In Mexico, it became so popular that it was considered the national dance in the 19th century. The jarabe was danced in the fandango, which is how festive gatherings are called in Mexico. It could be equivalent to all flamenco juergas. Fortunately, there are several scores of Mexican jarabes from that time. To have an idea of how it sounded, we are listening to a fragment of one of them, the Jarabe Nuevo, translated New Jarabe, composed in the first half of the 19th century by Jesús González Rubio. Let's listen to it a little bit more.
electric track, isn't it? As you can see, the Harabes for piano are very virtuosic compositions. If you want to listen to the complete piece, you can do it on the website sonidosolvidados.com. The Jarabe, as we mentioned last week with the Petenera, also arrived in Spain, and we have news of its presence from the 1830s. From that moment, according to documents of the time, we know that the Jarabe also became trendy in Spain. Also, as happened with the Petenera, it was initially mentioned in Spain as American Jarabe or Jarabe from Veracruz, and shortly afterwards, Spanish variants appeared, some of them known as Jarabe from Cadiz. We saw in the previous episode how the Petenera was also called American Petenera or Petenera from Veracruz, and later Petenera Gaditana or Petenera from Cadiz. In my dissertation at Tunam, I titled one of the sections The Jarabe as a Flamenco Palo. Those who know me know my caution when issuing categorical research results. Still in this case, there are a lot of musical, documentary and analytical evidences to consider that in a certain period of the 19th century, the Jarabe was considered another flamenco dance and song. I will briefly comment on some of the texts in this direction. Already in the middle of the 19th century, in 1849, the journalist and writer José Velázquez y Sánchez, he was from Cádiz but he lived and worked in Seville, in one of his writings tell us that the Jarabe is an integral part of the repertoire of the Andalusian singers in Seville. He describes how while cañas and playeras cause a melancholy feeling in listeners, polos and jarabes provoke a boisterous joy. Well, here you can see the contrast that has always existed in flamenco between sadder or melancholic music and other more joyful and festive ones. A few years later, in 1853, Eduardo Velázquez Medrano describes a meeting of flamenco artists in Madrid. They sung Andalusian repertoire as playeras, cañas, jarabes, rondeñas, seguidillas afandangadas, among others. Once again, the jarabe is sung by flamenco artists. Remember that only a little more than a decade has passed since the jarabe arrived in Spain. In fact, the following day, the same author published a more detailed chronicle of the event, from which we know that very famous artists of the time participated, such as uh, Santa Maria, Villegas, Juan de Dios, Farfán and Luis Alonso. He indicates that the Jarabe was sung in the party. I will try to translate the text that says, So, late at night, the playeras, cañas, jarabes, rondeñas, tangos and seguidillas afandangadas reached their peak, and the dancing became more and more animated. The researcher Antonio Barberam published a few years ago on the blog de El Callejón del Duende a theater poster from 1867 that he found in the Municipal Historical Archive of Cádiz. It announced the representation of the play Palmas y Luces or Una Boda de Flamencos. The translation in English could be A Gypsy's Wedding, where it was danced the Jarabe de Zapateado and de Soledad. Although this is a theatrical work, at that time, these representations, although perhaps somewhat stereotyped, tried to represent scenes of everyday life, in this case of the so-called flamencos, probably referring to gypsy people. 
The important thing is that this is a new indication of the practice of Harabe in flamenco environments. We have more references in the press and books that reaffirm this trend. For example, in the zarzuela El Pañuelo de Manila from 8084, one of the characters comments that his favorite flamenco song is the Harabe. Intellectuals, writers and researchers also considered the Harabe a flamenco song, such as Benito Masiprat at the end of the 19th century or the musicologist Manuel García Matos in the 20th century. We have also some scores of Spanish Harabes in the 19th century. Note that cheat music is fundamental to give us an idea on how the music could have sound before the invention of the phonograph. In our research work, Lenny Carreyes and I have demonstrated that the popular music written at that time usually reflected with a high degree of fidelity what people sang and played in their everyday life. I will play now with my guitar how I imagine that the harabi could have been played by a flamenco guitarist in the 19th century. Unfortunately, the harabi was not recorded, so I rely on some scores of harabe de Cadiz by both Tomás Damas and Fernández Gerjal. Notice that these composers encode the music they heard. I will try to do the reverse process. Starting from the score, I try to decode how it could have sound in the hands of a flamenco guitarist at that time. Some jarabes for piano were also composed in Spain, like this one we are listening to now, by Isidoro Hernández from 1883. If you pay attention to this piece, you will notice that the musical structures are very similar to the jarabe from Mexico that we heard before. Let's listen to it a little bit more. The jarabe stopped being practiced in flamenco at the end of the 19th century because other dances more in vogue became fashionable. This is normal if we consider that 19th century flamenco differs from today. It was much more dynamic. It was very common that some music and dances began to be performed by flamenco artists or that some others were discontinued depending on the audience taste in each period. Today, flamenco is very static in this sense, and it seems unthinkable that new palos will be incorporated into flamenco. Finally, I'd like to raise some essential reflections that we make with the jarabe. The first is how music travels through distant geographic regions, in this case, two continents, and how soon after arriving in the new territory, it is already appropriated by the local population. This is wonderful and has been and it will be always like this. Music, and especially popular music, is very dynamic. The second consideration is on the Hispanocentrism or Eurocentrism that has existed and unfortunately still exists 
in research in general and in flamenco research in particular. In the case of Harabi, you can find dictionaries and books on Mexican music, even recent ones, that claim that Harabi came to Mexico from Spain. According to this theory, the Col Harabe Gitano, Gypsy Harabe in English, supposedly arrived at the end of the 17th century or in the 18th century to Mexico. And do you know what the first documentary reference I know of Harabe Gitano is? It is from 1894, and it appears in a work of the musicologist Felipe Pedrel, The Technical Dictionary of Music, where the following entries appear. Jarabe Gitano, Gypsy Seguidillas that the Gypsies of Cadiz dance and sing. Pedrel was probably referring to the Jarabe sung in the flamenco at the end of the 19th century. If you notice, the verbs dance and sing are in the present tense, not in the past tense. This text was taken up by Mexican researchers as Gabriel Saldívar or Vicente Mendoza. With the hispanocentric bias, they conclude that the Gypsy Jarabe arrived to Mexico from Spain. They were not based on any document, only on their prejudices. Given these authors were academic authorities in musical research, the theory has been maintained until today. By the way, exactly the same happened with the Petenera, which was thought to be a Spanish creation for many years. Well, in this episode, I hope I was being able to bring back from oblivion some of the stories and sound of our wonderful 19th century flamenco. If you enjoyed it, I will be grateful if you subscribe to the podcast and share it on your social media. See you in two weeks. Bye.